Our top story tonight, Dalvin Cook has finally been cut. The moment we have been waiting quite literally months for. We knew this was happening. We've known all along. The Vikings have held on hope, trying to make something happen, trying to make a trade. It didn't, and we're here to cover it all on Player Profiler today. So, yes, Dalvin Cook. He hasn't officially been cut yet. The report came out that they will give it one, one final try trying to trade Dalvin Cook, which means he is being cut. And that's okay. The Vikings will save $9 million in cap space, $5.1 million in dead money, but that is okay. The Vikings are rebuilding. The Vikings are starting over. They are ushering in a new era. This is Kwesi Adolfo Mensa's team. He is the new general manager. He is replacing the players that are aged out under Rick Spielman. They moved on from a lot of guys. Adam Thielen, cut. Eric Kendricks, cut. Zadarius Smith, who was a Kwesi signing, but still cut. They had Jordan Hicks take a pay cut inside linebacker. They had Harrison Smith, legend at safety take a pay cut we're hearing now that the vikings still could trade danielle hunter it seems as though it is a guarantee either hunter will receive an extension from the vikings or he'll be traded and and receive an extension somewhere else but this isn't rick spielman and oh what is his name why can i not remember their old coach's name i can see his face his angry angry face Oh, defensive-minded guy. Anyways, it's not their team anymore. This is the Kevin O'Connell era. This is the Kwesi Adolfo Mensa era. And I like what we are seeing. I am excited about it. They are shedding old veterans that were making too much money. They are looking ahead knowing that 2024 is their window to win. Or at least the start of a new franchise, a new era with the Vikings They'll make a decision on Kirk Cousins after this season if he can carry them far enough with the dilapidated roster, with the offensive line that is not fixed, with the defense that needs a lot of improvements, then they'll re-sign him. But if not, they will move on. Kirk Cousins will be replaced. It's not a full-on rebuild, but it is a retool, a reload a Mike Zimmer, thank you. I don't know why I couldn't. It's just the, I can picture his angry elf face, but couldn't remember his actual name. Mike Zimmer. Jeez Louise. Anyways, Vikings are a team in transition, a team that is reloading, retooling, not full on rebuilding because they still have Justin Jefferson. They drafted Jordan Addison. They are improving the offense. They're giving Kirk Cousins no excuses in that is why, you remember, I stacked Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson in our player profiler FFPC draft that we are doing right now. It's a slow draft with me, Billy, and Anand, and Jason, and it's just so many people. 12 of us, not so many, but there are a bunch of analysts from player profiler drafting against each other. I have Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson stacked. This is best ball, by the way. And I drafted Chris Godwin because I thought he was the best wide receiver or best player available there. 
And then the same thing happened with Mike Evans. So at that point, I wanted my quarterback three anyway. So it's like, well, I know I probably would prefer Mac Jones, but why not draft Baker Mayfield? He's got better weapons than Mac Jones does. What happens if Baker Mayfield starts all 17 games? Maybe he gets in for some best ball points in a super flex league. So I bit the bullet. I'm all in on the Buccaneers, all in on the Vikings, all in on the FFPC. You know, people always ask me, hey, what is the the World Series of fantasy or the Super Bowl of fantasy football? And it's easy. It's the FFPC, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. It's a $6 million prize pool. And they've had their never-too-early best ball leagues cranking since February. And so the FFPC is the answer to so many questions. Hey, hey, where's the best place to get a dynasty orphan? Well, you can adopt a dynasty orphan at the FFPC. That's why we partner with them. If you want to play fantasy football for low, medium, high stakes, seasonal, best ball, dynasty, go to the FFPC. And don't forget, promo code UNDERWORLD gets you $25 off your first team. $25 off your first team, no matter what team it is, no matter what format it is, at the FFPC. Go do it. Go ahead, go do it, go sign up at the FFPC. We love them. We're drafting right now as player profiler. But anyways, back to the Minnesota Vikings. We know. Alexander Madison is now the lead back. And in his last four games as a starter, he averages 23 and a half carries, 4.75 receptions, 148.25 yards, averages a touchdown per game, averages 25.1 PPR points over his last four starts. Worst finish was RB8 over his last four starts with 21.4 PPR points. His best finish was 29 and a half PPR points RB4. But Alexander Madison also had his worst season in 2022. He had the fewest carries of his career, just 74. The fewest touches of his career, just 99. The lowest yards per carry of his career at 3.8. And that was the same as his true yards per carry as well, which was 57th at the running back position. Most other advanced metrics Alexander Madison doesn't even qualify for because his sample size was too low. Alexander Madison has been elite when he's been a starter in very, very small sample sizes. But when your heaviest workload in four years in the NFL is 166 touches and you receive a Samaj P. Ryan level contract, that tells me you're a part-time starter. That tells me we're going to see Ty Chandler on the field. That tells me we're going to see Dwayne McBride on the field. Kenan Wong Wu is going to be active as well because he's going to be the kick returner. So maybe he sees just a couple more touches on offense. We're going to see 40, 50, maybe 55% of the touches to Alexander Madison, but he's not touching 60%. This is going to be more of a committee than we have seen in the past under Alexander Madison. Just don't think he has the juice, the ability to be a three-down workload. They are going to split it up. But what about Dalvin Cook? What does he do? Where does he go? He's already sending us signs. He's already sending us hints. And that hint is the Miami Dolphins. He's posting pictures of himself in Miami Stadium. 
coincidence? I think not. Mind games? Absolutely. Does it mean anything? Probably not. Mike McDaniel, he was asked about it earlier today and says, I'm in year two. I was born in Mar- on March 6th, 1983. And in fact, did you know that March 6th, 1983 was not yesterday? Mike McDaniel knows he's not going to talk about it. He's going to talk about the players on the roster. Not talking about Dalvin Cook. We are just no idea at this point what the Dolphins actually think because we've had these rumors for months that the Dolphins have been in on Dalvin Cook. They had a trade that they put together. It fell apart. We don't know if the Vikings rejected it or if the Dolphins rejected it. If the Vikings did, in hindsight, that was a terrible decision because they got nothing. If the Dolphins rejected it, it is a great decision because now they can get him for free. But either way, do they actually want Dalvin Cook? Because we know that they love Devon A-Chain. They do. We're hearing hype every day, too, from the beat reporters. Yeah, Devon A-Chain is the real deal. And I've seen recently that uh, beat reporters are spelling his name D-E apostrophe V-O-N A-Chain. I've got to look into the backstory on the name change. But if that is the case, we will be making an update on Player Profiler because we accept all name changes, whatever you want to be called, we will call you. And if Devon A-Chain is now D-E apostrophe V-O-N, love it. All for it. But either way, Devon A-Chain is him. He looks like the real deal. He was a bell cow in college. I don't know if he'll be a bell cow in the NFL, but either way, looks like the real deal. So do the Dolphins want Dalvin Cook? I don't know. We know that the Broncos are also apparently in on Dalvin Cook. Apparently, those are the top two teams, the Dolphins and the Broncos. Interestingly enough, Dolphins are very excited about who they have. Exactly, Harry Snowman. Happy to have you on the show, my friend. Happy to have you tuning in. But yes, the Dolphins seem happy. By all reports, they're happy. They could take a stab at Dalvin Cook, but the Broncos we know are supposed to be in which makes sense. George Payton helped draft Dalvin Cook, was with him for years in Minnesota. We're also hearing rumors that the Jets, Aaron Rodgers, could be whispering in Joe Douglas's ears trying to get Dalvin Cook to come to New York, try to help Brees Hall take some of the workload away. And don't get me wrong, Brees Hall will beat the brakes off Dalvin Cook if this actually becomes a competition. They were ever to get Dalvin Cook, but it would allow him to come back at a slow pace. It would be a good decision for the Jets, but make no mistake, even with Dalvin Cook on the roster, Brees Hall will become a bell cow. And we also have heard stuff about the Cowboys. Could the Cowboys be interested in Dalvin Cook considering they might sign Zeke back later in the summer? They're interested in a veteran. Or what about the Buffalo Bills? Could the Buffalo Bills be in on Dalvin Cook? Not quite sure how this is going to shake out. But unfortunately for Dalvin Cook, the grass isn't greener here. And it's not his fault. I don't think he was offered a pay cut. Maybe he would have taken it if it was offered. Maybe he wanted a new fresh start. But at least for fantasy football, it's going to get worse for Dalvin Cook. No matter where he goes, it is going to be more of a split than he saw in Minnesota. And that hurts in fantasy football. And if you want to know more about fantasy football, if you like player profiler, you have 
to sign up for the date or for the all in package. Sorry, I'm trying to read and talk at the same time. Podfather, take it away. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. And one of our key missions is to make as much statistics and information and deep analysis available on playerprofiler.com for free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All-In Package to continue to make all this possible. If you can't do All-In, that's okay. We have a draft kit. We can just subscribe to the player rankings. Those now include tight end premium FFPC ranks. Our brand new data analysis package will blow your hair back. And of course, there's our Dynasty Deluxe and our DFS Dominator. Take a moment, check out our premium services to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. And of course, I appreciate each and every one of you out there in the audience. You make the show. You make my life better. I appreciate all of you, including the hairy snowman. And yes, if Dallas is really going to a more West Coast-based system, Dallas becomes a tra- an attractive option. The Texas Coast offense, Mike McCarthy, is calling plays for the Dallas Cowboys. But they've also talked about how the offense wasn't broken last year. The offense was very successful last year. So, of course, it wasn't broken. They just saw things a little bit differently. Mike McCarthy, he is fearing for his job. So, he is grabbing at power, which is what people who are insecure do. They grab at power, try to micromanage things. And that is never the right decision in the long term. It will be a mistake that Mike McCarthy fired Kellen Moore. But... He's going to be calling plays. He's going to be adding some West Coast elements to the previous Cowboys offense under Kellen Moore. And we'll see how that ends up shaking out. But that's what the Cowboys are going to do. As for the Bears, the Bears have Chase Claypool out of the lineup. We already know Darnell Mooney's not practicing right now. He's still recovering. But he is like this close. Probably could practice right now, but the Bears are just saying, hey, minicamp doesn't matter. You got training camp coming up. Come practice then. Like, I, I know you want to be out there, Darnell Mooney, but let's save you from yourself. It's the same thing as the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins cannot allow Tyreek Hill to participate in everything. He wants to. If he had his way, Tyreek Hill would do everything. But the problem is Tyreek Hill wants to do everything at 100%. And the Dolphins are thinking, no. You can't do that, man. I I know you're Tyreek Hill. I know you are quite literally superhuman in your physical ability. You are one of the best athletes in the history of the universe. But you cannot go 100% all the time. That's going to lead to more injuries. we got to protect you from yourself. Bears doing the same thing with Darnell Mooney. As for Chase Claypool, he's a little bit banged up. Not sure what the injury is, but not really practicing a whole lot right now. Same thing with a bunch of players on the 49ers. Nick Bosa's not practicing. A bunch of their stars, that's okay. Stars don't need to practice right now. They can hold out. But Brandon Ayuk is practicing right now. And I think this is the third or fourth day in a row that I've said it. But Brandon Ayuk is getting so much hype. Everyone down in San Francisco, from the beat reporters to the quarterbacks, 
to his teammates, to Kyle Shanahan. They all love Brandon Ayuk. It really sounds as though 2023 is the Brandon Ayuk breakout. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Maybe he even passes Debo Samuel this year. Because Brandon Ayuk is damn good. Final update from minicamp. Commanders. They had to move inside because of the wildfires that are in Canada, the air quality. They went to New York. Guess they made it all the way down to the DMZ area. Now, starting to head back west. I, <laughs> I apologize, but this is the world we live in. Unfortunately, the <laughs> got to deal with crazy wildfires, climate change. It's awful. It sucks. But commanders have to move inside. But as they move inside, and I, again, I want to apologize to the people that thought I were too harsh on Sam Howell for saying he had a bad practice one time. Sam Howell had a good day again. Two good days in a row, mostly good days for Sam Howell. And when asked about it, Ron Rivera says Sam Howell has shown the commanders what they want to see. Sam Howell has pretty incredible options on offense. Terry McLaurin, probably the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. Jahan Dotson on the eclipse of a breakout. Curtis Samuel, now the wide receiver three. That is fantastic. Antonio Gibson, the most underrated running back in the NFL. Be ready for a lot of Antonio Gibson content from me coming up on Player Profiler and Twitter and all that. But either way, Sam Howell looking good. Sam Howell going to be QB1 for the Washington Commanders, and I don't think he's going to lose this job. You think Pollard could hold up to a bigger workload if Cook doesn't go to Dallas? Oh, yeah. I think Tony Pollard is going to have a bigger workload no matter who they get. I think the Cowboys probably want a better between-the-tackles grinder than Ronald Jones slash Malik Davis. But whoever they get, they're getting a Jamal Williams type. They are not getting anyone who is going to take severe touches away from Tony Pollard. He is still going to be the star. Thank you so much, Senor Football and Fantasy Football Ninja and the Harry Snowman as well. You are all just making me smile. Just making me smile so much. I appreciate all of you in the audience. Smash that like button for me, for Brandon Ayuk, for Player Profiler. Jack in the chat are my favorite source. Is Dwayne McBride worth a late round flyer? Absolutely. And we'll find, well, we'll find out early if he has a role and then you can drop him, but also be on the lookout for his snaps increasing because rookies often take time to ramp up. And so if Dwayne McBride doesn't produce immediately, that's okay. He could be a healthy, he could be a healthy scratch to start the season. It could be Kenny and Wong, Wu, Ty Chandler and Alexander Madison and just those three running backs. But Keep an eye on when he starts getting active. Keep an eye on when his snaps start to increase. And that is something we do here at Player Profiler. We keep you updated on those trends that we see. A lot of things are dependent. Yeah, <laughs> more dependable on the USPS. Thank you very much. How big is the draft for a flyer? Oh. Uh, comrades at Player Profiler were throwing shade at Dotson in a lava yesterday. Snowman can confirm. Well, Everyone has their own opinions. Dotson was elite in terms of Matt Harmon's re or reception perception and a couple other stats as well. Jahan Dotson. I, oh, next gen stats. That was the other one. 
And Chris Olave, he was already dominant, air yard king. We love Chris Olave, and now he has an upgrade at quarterback. I, I love Chris Olave. Chris Olave, I don't agree with Dario that Chris Olave over Garrett Wilson, but if it happens, I'm not surprised. Those two are one in the same. It's a Spider-Man meme looking back and forth at each other. Update on the Giants and the Eagles. They also moved their practices inside due to poor air quality today. The Jaguars outright canceled it. And as for the Eagles, Quez Watkins is the star of mini o, or of OTAs right now. I apologize. And Quez Watkins, he's heard people talking about how he should not be the wide receiver three from the Eagles. He's a wide receiver four. Get him off the field. He cost them the Super Bowl, yada, yada. Quez Watkins is motivated. You know us here at Player Profiler. Cody Carpentier started it. I am here to carry it on. Quez Watkins is that dude. Excited to see him progress. And excited to see how Bryce Young progresses as well. Bryce Young, today was the first day that Bryce Young got to participate with the first-team offense, and he sliced and diced. Bryce Young, every challenge that he faces, he checks that box. He's good. He overcomes that hill. And I think Bryce Young is going to be the day-one starter. He's already working with the first team. I don't see him looking worse than Andy Dalton from here on out, based on everything we heard today. Big plays to DJ Chark. Big play to Terrace Marshall. Bryce Young, going to start week one. Bryce Young, going to be QB1 for the Panthers. I just don't know how high the fantasy ceiling is. They're going to run the ball a lot. This is a good offensive line. They will protect them. The pass catchers, I don't know, unless Terrace Marshall breaks out, unless DJ Chark rewinds the clock to a couple years ago, unless Adam Thielen isn't as washed as I think him in the fantasy points. I don't love it, but Bryce Young, Starting to make a believer out of a lot of people, and maybe even me. Maybe even me. But even from OTAs, we have an update. Jackson Smith in Jigba. Now, I disagreed that Bryce Young was the QB1 in the NFL draft. But I always knew. We all knew that the wide receiver one was Jackson Smith in Jigba. And now... We get footage of him absolutely roasting the cornerback one, Devon Witherspoon. I thought he was supposed to be slow. I thought Jackson Smith, Jash, Jackson Smith in Jigba was too slow. He was a bad athlete. He couldn't get it done. And then, and I know this is designed to make him look good. It's a wheel route with the other defense back in the way, but he still roasts Devon Witherspoon. Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to embarrass a lot of people this year. Just you wait. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Whew, he's a star in the making. I don't think he's, this is going to be his breakout year, but his breakout is coming real soon. Mad Scientist Aaron, happy to have you in the chat. Congrats on the Scott Fishbowl invite. Appreciate that. I actually got my invite last week, but I wasn't really in the posting space. As you know, I was not recording live. I wasn't really in that headspace either. I appreciate all of you for riding that time out with me. You're you're all just awesome. You are all so amazing. But yes, I got my Scott Fishbowl invite. It made me very happy. I officially announced that I was participating in the tournament earlier today. I'm excited. Watkins just needs to increase his catch rate. Yes, he does. But Jack 
Quez Watkins, I am a believer. JSN is a stud. And the Bengals believe Joe Mixon is still in a, still a stud. Everyone has had his back 100% of the way. They could save $10 million by cutting Joe Mixon. But throughout the offseason, it just has seemed less and less likely that Joe Mixon would end up getting cut. He is the RB1. Khalil Herbert is the RB1 currently for the Chicago Bears. But that's not going to be locked in for long. Khalil Herbert is working with the first team offense, but they've already said the bears running back coaches said, come training camp. We're going to mix it up. Everyone's getting first team reps right now. Everyone's just learning what they have to do, where they need to be. Of course, Khalil Herbert's working with the first team because he's not going to throw the first team off by having to learn. But Khalil Herbert is going to lose the job to Roshan Johnson. He will end up being the RB one for the Chicago Bears, and I cannot wait. Some final news updates around the NFL. We saw Frank Clark sign with the Denver Broncos earlier today. They replaced Vaughn Miller. They replaced Bradley Chubb. Now they have Frank Clark. They signed Zach Allen earlier in the offseason. They have Baron Browning there. They drafted Nick Benito last year. Broncos continuing to invest in the defensive line. One year, five and a half million dollar deal for Frank Clark. He can make up to seven and a half million, two million dollars in incentives. Sounds as though he's pretty much guaranteed to reach one million in incentives, and the other million is going to be tough for him to reach, but he is making a bet on himself. Demarcus Robinson signs with the Los Angeles Rams as a depth piece. Maybe, maybe he ends up in the starting lineup because he's probably better than Ben Skaronic, but. Expect Bun Skaronic to lose out to Puka Nakua. So maybe, but it doesn't matter for fantasy football. Demarcus Robinson goes from wide receiver one for the Baltimore Ravens all the way down to wide receiver three through seven. Not even guaranteed to make the team for the Los Angeles Rams, but at least he got signed. Hunter Renfro. Nothing is imminent for a Hunter Renfro trade. No teams are calling about Hunter Renfro, but that seems like a very strange thing to just all of a sudden announce because there were no rumors about a Hunter Renfro trade. I don't know. That tells me that <laughs> there actually is something to the Hunter Renfro trade rumors that didn't exist until today until they started talking about it. NFL has recruited Tom Brady to yell at the players about gambling, talking about how when they gamble and they get in trouble, it makes everyone look bad, including Tom Brady, which I find hilarious. But you don't want Tom Brady mad at you. You don't want Tom Brady disappointing you. Tom Brady is the NFL alpha leader, or at least he used to be that title now belongs to Jalen hurts, but Tom Brady disappointed with the NFL wants them to stop gambling. I don't know what else to say. It's Tom Brady. Interesting choice to reach out to him. Final note though. I told you a couple days ago, actually I think it was yesterday that the Titans were not tanking. And then you get confirmation today, Jeffrey Simmons, who just signed the second highest paid defensive tackle contract in the NFL. Titans aren't rebuilding. He's excited about it. It's a mistake, but the Titans are going to try and win once again. 